Hey, good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I'm Anthony Moore. I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland, and you are on the Carolina Prayer Call Line. Thank you for your presence on today. I've been wrestling with this whole idea and concept about logistics of prayer and how does it work, and um, I've been dealing with this um, for some time now, and I want to continue today. Um, Jesus stressed honest, heartfelt prayers based on a loving relationship with God the Father. It was through the um, model prayer um, that some refer to as the Lord's Prayer that Jesus gives unto us direction on how to pray, but not what to pray. And I think that's very important for us to, to, to process in our minds that when Jesus gave unto us the model prayer that's so well known as the Lord's Prayer, he gave it to us with the intent of teaching us how to pray, but not what to pray. Unfortunately, we have used the model prayer more so for what to pray, when clearly Jesus has warned us not to use repetitions and words of words that um, pretty much are the same. So the model prayer that we see in Matthew 6 and in Luke's gospel is more so designed to teach us how to pray. So Jesus gave his disciples a pattern for prayer. First, he showed them what their motives in prayer ought to be by saying to them that God's name um, should be honored and his will be fulfilled. So if you look in verses um, 9 and 10 of Matthew 6, Jesus says this, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he makes it clear that God's name should be honored and his will be fulfilled. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's verses 9 and 10 of Matthew 6. Now, submission to God's will was a defining characteristic of Jesus Christ's prayer life. It's what he did. He submitted to his will. God, God answers prayers that line up with his will. In First. Um, John 5, verse 14 through 15, it tells us this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask 
of him. So he teaches his disciples first that God's name be honored and his will be fulfilled. Then Jesus taught the disciples that through prayer, they could come to God to meet their daily needs. So in verse 11, he says, give us today our daily bread. The Grandmama Cornbread version of this is simple, you all. Our Father takes care of us. We don't have to worry about what we might need today or even in the future. We can talk to God about our needs, and we can depend on him as our faithful provider. So, Jesus teaches the disciples that you can get your needs met, your daily needs met. If you go to verse 12, you'll discover that prayer also involves searching our hearts. Now, we're talking about how prayer works, the logistics of it. Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, and he teach, he's teaching them that now um, prayer involves searching one's heart, recognizing that we need God's forgiveness and confessing of our sins. So in verse 12, he says this, And forgive us of our sins, as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. Now, I, I need to park here for a moment, because I need to say this with clarity for you to understand. Just as our Father graciously forgives us, we are to forgive those who wrong us. If I was at Carolina, I'd tell him, hit the rewind button. <laughs> Let me give it to you one more time, because this ought to wake you up. Just as we need forgiveness from our Father, we have a responsibility to forgive those who wrong us. Giving and receiving forgiveness is a vital element of our intimate fellowship with God in prayer. Somebody right now is laying next to somebody that you upset with and have not forgiven. Sun has gone down upon your raft. And this morning, I've come to, to say to you, hey, in order to get forgiveness, I have to give forgiveness. Now, if you go to verse 13, Jesus is still teaching his disciples how to pray. He taught that prayer is an opportunity to receive strength from God to resist the enemy's temptation. Here's what he says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. See, prayer keeps us tuned into the Holy Spirit's power and guidance to resist temptation and to overcome sin. Um, author Andrew Mary um, provided a good description of acceptable prayer. And when he said, he, he wrote this statement, he said, it must be the glory of God in full surrender to his will, in full assurance of faith in the name of Jesus, and with a perseverance that if need be, refuses to be denied. Y'all, we've only scratched the surface of exploring how prayer works. The Bible has so much to say about it. But the bottom line, however, is that prayer works 
through the believer's ongoing relationship with the living God. Those of us who are in Christ, we have the unique privilege of spending our lives discovering more and more about prayer through our loving interaction with the Heavenly Father. Stay tuned to next week as we go higher in this concept of understanding what God wants from us as it relates to prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I need you to help me today to um, continue to bombard heaven with um, prayers on behalf of Tracy Berry, um, shoulder injury. I want you to help me to continue to bombard heaven to intercede on behalf of Brother Marlon Glover. Um, Deacon Conaway is requesting prayer for Sister Janice Allen who has had um, surgery or who had surgery on December the 5th. Um, Brother Andre Harris would like for us to pray for his son's wife who lost her dad on November the 30th. But we also want to pray for his mother who slipped and fell while taking a bath and she's experiencing some pain. Praying today for Vanessa Mary who is taking medication for fluid on her lungs. We believe in God for healing. Praying for Sister Mary Davis and Dorita Williams that they would get strength, be strengthened. Deacon Evelyn Mack, praying for Martina Baxter and Associate Pastor Talia White. We're continually lifting in prayer. Sister Mary Irvin, We're praying for James Jones, Brother Jones the spouse of Angela Jones. We're lifting in prayer. Continual prayer going up for Brother Delbert, and um, for Sheila Reed, and for Ruth Ann Majors. Praying for my brother James at um, Collington Station. We're praying for him today. For Pastor Stephen Tucker, we're bombarding heaven on his behalf. And Reverend Harold Brinkley, we're continually lifting him in prayer. We're praying for the Porner family. Um, Carrie Porner, Lionel Porner, their dad. Um, Pastor Emeritus Porner transitioned on this past week. We lift them in prayer. We're praying for Jeff Williams' family as they will celebrate the life of their sister who transitioned um, in November and we'll be celebrating her homegoing service. We're praying for that family. Christy Thielen, we're praying for Christy Thielen and her mother whose name is Pat Osborne. We want to lift her in prayer. And I'm praying for you, my brothers and sisters who are on this call today. I appreciate you being present. I don't take your attendance lightly. appreciate you being here on this call. Father, in Jesus' name, we are grateful to God that you saw fit, God, to give unto us logistics on how we can commune with our Father in heaven. Thank you, God, that we understand even now that we were built for this 
be in communion with God. And so we refuse to rebel against that which we know about our own design. God, we were created to be in fellowship with God. We understand that the only way that we can be in fellowship with God is to have ongoing conversation with God, the Creator. So a few of your believing children pause today and we stop to thank you for the tool called prayer that has allowed us to stay in fellowship with our Creator. God, thank you for prayer. Thank you for prayer, God, that allows us to tell you what's on our minds, what's on our hearts. Thank you for prayer, God, that allows us to honor your name and to, in fact, promote your will and not just promote it, but be participants of your will. Thank you for this privilege. Even now, God, there are those who are on this call who, in fact, God, are grateful that you, in fact, have supplied our needs and are meeting our needs. You have been a faithful provider. And we pause the day with sleep in our eyes, with very little clarity in our minds, but we've got enough sense to know that, God, you've been the one that's made a way out of no way. So we thank you today for the provisions you've given to our family. Thank you for the provisions you've made available to us in our lives. Now, Lord, we're also grateful for your forgiveness. God knows we're guilty. That's why we need mercy, <laughs> because we are guilty. We have done some things you told us not to do, and we've said some things you told us not to say, and we have not done what you told us to do, God, and we have not said what you told us to say, and Father, we pray for forgiveness. Now, oh, we know God. We already know God. We can't get it without giving it. And so, God, even now, we collectively announce to you and declare and decree that, Lord, for those who have wronged us, we forgive them. As a matter of fact, God, you have permission to wipe it out of our memory, <laughs> that we might even not remember it. God, I pray today for forgiveness. Give us strength, God, to resist the enemy, to resist temptation. We pray that we, God, stay tuned into your Holy Spirit's power, that it may help us to resist temptation and to overcome sin. God, ultimately, it is our desire to spend our days of eternity with you. Thank you today. Thank you, God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. My brothers and sisters, thank you for giving me your attention for these last 15 minutes. I do appreciate you all. I want to give you something for your day that don't take all day. 
And that's why we push this prayer call. I want to invite others to the call. If you believe that they will benefit from this and that what we have is certainly of um, a matter of importance, I do want you to share this and not keep it to yourselves. God bless you all. I'll give you some principles today which you seek to govern yourself by them so that we might ultimately grow in our relationship with God. Now, on your mark, get set. Let's grow. Have a great day on purpose.